Allie.
presence because Judith had a word. Can you just tell them really quick the word? Because this was not like chosen just because. The, the Lord about the bursting, correct? Yes, uh, it's, it's G-I-A-C-H, gosh, and it is in uh, Hebrew. And, uh, you know, in Job, the Lord uh, had spoken about these doors. Uh, he was holding back the ocean. And uh, he said that I'm going to open those doors. They're going to burst into the womb. And the womb is symbolic of birth. Now, we have been sitting into a realm here at our church, and we were, we're growing spiritually. But we are going to go to levels of spirituality that we were not going to be living in the flesh. We are going to be having sight inside in the spiritual realm and uh things are going to get rough in the united states i'll tell you we need to prepare ourselves but those that are in christ will rise above all these things and he's going to warn us and tell us ahead of time what is going on now we are a family here and our connection is a protection we're going to be protected because we're connected and everybody don't ever fear to reach out to those that need to pray for you to uh, let you get, get through that path. We have to have each other. Nobody does this just on an island and I, I've been there before. But I'm telling you, this bursting is ready and prepared and he's he's picked our church because we are not afraid of the spiritual we are not afraid of the spiritual and we are not ashamed of god so we're rising up in the bursting this bursting is more than i can say in human words so you guys look looking it up and study it and understand what he's saying is revelation This is called prophecy. This the spirit of prophecy is operating. So we want to listen with our spirit. I didn't, this wasn't planned. She just said the bursting was more than human words. Could you please explain a vision you had quite some time ago? Just what that looked like in your mind. I believe it's time to share that. I guess it is. I saw a change in one man. Someone I know. Someone I know. Someone never, no one ever would expect. But the change in one man began a change in many, many, many people. And I, I saw it, but I, I couldn't. I, I still don't know how to describe it. If you've ever seen a video of a tsunami when the wave just goes over things that it shouldn't go over, water just goes over things that should never be there, that's a negative, but this was a positive. It was the same effect, like a shock wave going out, 
going in places you never expected. It goes everywhere that it wants to go, and it just runs over them. And it turns them. It, t it changes people's minds. That's what I saw. People's minds were changed that were fixed. Their minds were fixed, and they couldn't understand. They couldn't be changed, but their minds were changed because it's a change in one man. That's what I saw. So we're all that one man if we'll obey Jesus. We are the kingdom. We are the church. We are the light. We are the salt. So let's just continue to prophesy together and believe that we're going to see this with our eyes in the land of the living. We're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We're going to see things change because Jesus bursted into the situation and he's going to use us. So let's be positioned, positioned, positioned to act on his word. Let's go.
wills Uncap the ancient wills Let the river of heaven flow Oh, the rivers that ran out of Eden Uncap the ancient wills And let those ancient rivers flow This teeming with life The fruit that grows every month the leaves of the tree may be for the healing of the nations. Let that ancient river flow. Oh, you broke down the gates of hell. You tore the veil in half. So let the river flow from your throne. Jesus continue to minister to you as you look at him.
This is my 
is a beautiful thing and then he just kept on talking. I said, whoa, time out. Let's go back and talk about it. Repentance is a beautiful thing. Okay. That's my little girl if you didn't know. So, repentance is a beautiful thing. That's what we're going to learn here today. I'm probably not going to say anything to convince you other than to tell you again and again. Repentance is a beautiful thing. Words develop over time. And sometimes people attach connotations to words that are unfortunate. They lose their original meaning. But repentance means that, let's say me and my daughter got on the outs, which we've never done that I recall. But if we got we, we apologize to one another. We made things right. That would be a beautiful thing. Two people were reconciled back into relationships. Now, we Christians, we love it when someone comes off the street that looks hellish and they receive Christ and they begin to walk with Jesus. But what about a Christian that's been a Christian for 40 years? and looks at his heart and sees the need for repentance. Do we think that's beautiful? That's part of communion is looking at our hearts, looking for attitudes that are not beautiful to God. It's part of it. But in any case, every case, repentance is a beautiful thing. Repentance can't be anything but beautiful. It has no choice but to be beautiful. I have apologized. I've looked at God like David and said, I know it's against you and you alone that I've sinned. We think too much about what people think about things. What does God think about it? Look at God and ask him what he thinks about it. And repent. I tell the men all the time, repent just means I'm sorry. I'm going to make arrangements in my life to not do that anymore. Men are too practical. We have to have plans and arrangements. That's repentance. So I encourage you to do that. Now look at your heart. Is there anything there that's not pleasing to God? Anything at all? There's no shame in this. This is just this is just Christianity. Look at your heart and see is there anything there that you don't think is beautiful to God. Jesus. Jesus. Come 
communion, one of the main things about communion is that we retell the story of his death. Because this repentance, this forgiveness is not possible without his death. The cost of that moment you had, where you looked at your heart and you knew that you could be forgiven this moment. Do you all know, do I have to tell you what the cost was? It started the night before when he was betrayed by a friend, a close friend. And then he was arrested. Taken before the son-in-law of Caiaphas, where Jesus said something that somebody in the room didn't like, and they punched him in the face. He went across the street to where Caiaphas was. He was questioned again. This is all in the middle of the night. This is some sneaky, underhanded stuff happening there, Jesus. Not in the light of day, darkness, sneaky light. And he goes before Pilate. Pilate says, "I can't find anything wrong with this guy. I kind of like him." But he's a politician, he's under pressure. Takes Jesus out before the Jews and they say, no, no, we want him crucified. We don't have the power you have to do. Pilate tries, but the pressure gets to him and he gives in. He turns him over to be crucified. I left out a part. Pilate, in an attempt to satisfy the Jews, had him beaten. sewn into it, bones and metal. Multiple tails on this whip. And he's barely recognized it. The soldiers took turns hitting him in the face with their fist. Have you ever been hit in the face with the fist? It's traumatizing. But he took it. For you and me, all of this had to be done and me and you to have the moment we had a moment where we could just walk before him and be forgiven. Just say, please, Jesus, forgive me. He was turned over, then he began to carry his cross up the hill, and he couldn't make it, and somebody held him. And then he was on the cross, and he said he was thirsty, which was pathetic. So they dipped the sponge into something like vinegar or spoiled wine, put it up to his mouth. All of this just, just humiliating him. The man is bleeding and barely clothed and they're continuing to humiliate him on the cross. And then the Jews said, we gotta hurry, we gotta kill these guys on the cross because there's a holiday coming up and we gotta stick to our traditions. Would you hold the tradition so firmly we hold any tradition so firmly. They broke the other guy's legs. Jesus had already died. So they put a spear into his side. That's the cost. That's what we do at communion is we retell the story so we never forget. Let's get back to the other. Repentance. It's a beautiful thing.
loves you enough to do all of that so that you can just say Jesus also and be free. The blood of Jesus sealed this thing, this new, new covenant, this new testament. We've all been singing about some beautiful things that we've made. All of these things are sealed by his blood. All of these great gifts. haven't already, go ahead and fill that little plastic bag with the top of the silver that you get. Just take the bread. Jesus, we remember your body that was broken for us. We're all looking at it in our minds right now, your body that was broken for us. We thank you. We thank you that by that the veil was torn, which means we can go in there where you are. Spend time with you. Jesus, we take the juice that represents your blood now, the blood that sealed all of this for us, for all of eternity. And Jesus, we remember your blood that paid the price for us. I just gotta say this, I'm sorry. While he was talking and he talked about, Jesus said, I'm thirsty. And they, and they offered him the sponge with this really rancid wine on it. The, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. He says, hey, there was another time Jesus said, I'm thirsty, give me a drink. It was the woman at the well. And he says, if you knew who was asking you, he would give you a drink from everlasting water, living water and you will never thirst again. So when he was in the garden, having to contend with what he's about to do, he said, Father, if this cup passes for me, this cup, and when they were offering him that rancid wine, I thought about that, that visual in Revelation where it said, Jezebel is drunk on the wine of the blood of the prophets in a cup. That's the world offered him, and he had to take that. He shared in the death of the prophets. He shared with the first blood crying out from the ground when Cain slew Abel. He had to share in that to overcome it so that we could all have rivers of living water and we would never thirst again.
Jeff said, let's go. Early bird gets the worm. Well, good morning. Is everybody awake now? Is that a little loud? Because I, I do yell a little bit. So is that good? Can everybody hear me? Awesome. Uh, well, good morning. What a great morning. So hopefully you guys are awake. And you know, maybe you worshiped a little bit, got the blood flowing a little bit. That's awesome. Um, it, it, it's, been, it's been a good morning for me too. So th- this, is, this is my first cup of coffee. Yeah. It's got four shots of espresso in it. <laughs> That's just reminding you exactly what you're in for today. No, but it was powerful morning, powerful morning. Look, sometimes you just got to do that, y'all. Sometimes you just can't put a time limit on what God wants to do and, and just let it go. It, we don't, that doesn't happen all the time. Now, do we tend to go a little bit longer than the average church around the corner? Yep. Yep. But we try not to put the brakes on what God wants to do. So, uh, so, so yeah, it's all about him. So that, that's what matters. So if you are new here, um, thank you for coming out. If this is new to you, uh, trust us. Fill out a Connect card. Let us know that you showed up and, uh, and you're new here. It's, you should get that little card out on Connection Point. Fill that out. Let us know. You can do one online too. So if you have the app or go on our website, you can fill out a Connect card online. Let us know you were here. We're not going to bother you. We just want to reach out to you. want to pray with you, answer any questions. Um, that you have. So please f- take time to fill that out. Uh, lots of information. So I'm going to go through a bunch of announcements because this is probably going to be one of the busiest months of the year for us. So I want to hit these things. This does not mean you have to come to all these things. I understand, but it means that you can put them on your calendar. If you have free time, come be part of the family. And that's what this stuff's about. Um, so, oh yeah, I'm DJ. This is my wife, Jules. <laughs> we love y'all. And, uh, we get the honor to pastor here, and we, we love this family. So thank you all. Um, so we have our kingdom classes. Uh, this is huge. There's a lot of great stuff happening this month with kingdom classes. So Kevin and Crystal taught sonship and spiritual fathers and mothers today. Uh, how amazing is that? Come on, real good stuff. I'm excited. And here's the cool part. Next week, we have setting goals, uh, and it deals with vision. So Sonny's going to be teaching that. Where's Sonny at? In the back, come on, Sonny's going to be teaching that. That's part one, y'all. And then she's going to follow it up on implementation. So look, if you're talking about vision, if you're talking about goals in anything, you need to be part of this. You need to come 9 o'clock. This is 9 o'clock every Sunday morning. Show up, be there. It's going to be powerful. And then on the 29th, we got our prayer toolbox. So Jeff and Pam Bush, who run our prayer team, they're going to be talking about our prayer toolbox and what that takes and what we need in that box. So that's a wonderful setup for 9 o'clock services. It's over in the annex, kingdom classes. That's stuff that we don't always get to teach up here. So please take time and, and be part of that. All right, we do have a production and worship team meeting today after service. Where's that going to be, Ryan? In the, annex. in the annex. Go over to the annex, right right out there. If you're in, look, not only if you're part of it, 
If you're interested in worship and production and what we do, that means everything from online all the way to up here, everything from, the, from in the back to in the way back where we do our online. We have a studio back there. We do our online stuff. So anything like that, if there's a, if there's a tug on your heart, if you've played an instrument, maybe, if you, if you had interest in that, whatever that is, show up. There is going to be food and, and fellowship and fun. So please be there directly after service today. So it's like three, four o'clock. Just no. Um, all right. And then uh, I want to get into January 13th. We have a night of worship with the company of believers. So if you don't know what company of believers is, we are tied in with uh, Brother Bo. He's the apostle of the house. And, and he, has, uh, he's with, he has a church down the road, uh, Courts of Praise. Uh, but anyway, he has another organization called uh, Company of Believers. And what this is, is, is churches across the nation that we come together as a company of believers. And he leads that. So what's going on is that this coming Friday night on the 13th, we're going to be over at Courts of Praise. It's going to be a worship night. And then we also have... Uh, Dan, Dan Moeller is going to be in town for that. So he's going to be over there. Uh, so it's going to be a powerful night of worship. And then we're going to have Dan Moeller over there. Okay. And then on Saturday, right after that, at five o'clock, they're doing another service over there Saturday. And Dan's going to be doing, the, doing that too. But then on Sunday, Dan's going to be here in the house. So uh, it's going to be a good, good service. Uh, if you don't know who he is, Google him. YouTube him. Um, we had an opportunity to go see him. We went down to like Valley, I think it was, but we, we went down to a church and had an opportunity to sit in. Phenomenal man, uh, just amazing speaker and brings the word. Um, so we're honored to have him. He, he is like booked a year ahead of time in every place he goes and he opened a, a date for company of believers. He's going to be here. So, so come ready for that. You got me on invite people, invite people. It's just going to be something you don't want to miss. Uh, it's life-changing, so he's really cool. Looking forward to having him here. So that's on Sunday, the 15th. And then the following week, on the Friday, uh, January 20th, we have our hoedown throwdown here at the church. Come on, this is for everybody. This is not like, this is not, if, if, you, if you call us a family, you call us home, we're going to come out and celebrate what God's done throughout the year. Look, we, we got a mechanical bowl, okay? We're going we, to have a dance floor. We got, we got a costume contest, so, but, but you guys got to come on out and enjoy it. We're, it's, we really want to celebrate what God did uh, last year. So uh, we're really excited about what he wants to do this year, but we do need to take some time and celebrate. So we're going to have food. It's going to be good. It's going to be, look, bring your favorite uh, dish or side, you know, side dish or dessert. Thank you, baby. Side dish or dessert. We're bringing the meat. We're going to have all that stuff, but, but just show up. Now, what I do need you to do is sign up. There's a sign up for this, right, Miss Rhonda? Please, if you want to come, come sign up. But remember this. Okay, here's the other thing that's not up there. Child care is not provided. You need to hear that. So students, which is our GPS, sixth grade and up, they serve. They actually run services here on Sundays. So, so they are going to be out serving with us. But kids, if you're not in GPS, you're, you can't be in here celebrating with us. And guess what? I'm sorry, but, and then we also don't have childcare, so you need to make arrangements. Okay, and the reason for that is we have a wonderful children's ministries, but when we're doing stuff and you drop your kids off, those people that serve every single Sunday, they serve. That don't make any sense. Like we wanna celebrate them and honor them. So we don't wanna worry about having the kids here. So please make arrangements, talk with each other. If you got kids, how you doing it, what you doing? 
um, do all those things. But we're going to have uh, everybody from, from our, our uh, gathering place students up right in here. Come out ready to eat. Bring some food. We're going to have stuff. It's going to be fun. All right. So that's the 20th. Then on the 26th of January, it's a Thursday. This is our, our monthly food drop with the Welcome Center right down here in Millbrook. So 730 in the morning, come on, show up, help support. We, we have teamed up with them and already fed, you know, the, the, the town of Millbrook. It's really not the town of Millbrook, but it is a large group of people in need, about 300 people or so every single time. But this is a food drop. So we actually get to give them food, load up. And I think we're going to do something special this time. Um, I believe I want to do some stuff while they're waiting in line because it's usually cold and we want to pour into them. So we'll probably do some coffee and hot chocolate, some donuts. We're going to bless some people while they sit uh, waiting for stuff. So you have an opportunity to go pray for people. So if, you, if you're a pro, I know it's in the morning on a, on a weekday. I get that. So, but we don't choose the date that, that God wants us to serve. We just serve. So if you can be there, be there. Um, let's see. January 28th. Look, we're still in January. January 27th. We'll go to 27th. January 27th. We have prayer and worship. It's a Friday night. We have prayer and worship from three to seven. Okay, this is, gonna, this is our prayer team, Jeff and Pam. They put together this and we're gonna come in and we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna just pray and worship. If you've been part of our Monday nights, we meet here every Monday night. So this is an opportunity to come in. We have live worship. We're gonna be praying, getting ready because the next day we're doing a prayer breakfast on the 28th. So be here, potluck, bring your favorite breakfast dish, show up at 9 a.m. Uh, be here in the morning on that Saturday and we're gonna celebrate, we're gonna fellowship. It's gonna be a prayer breakfast, good stuff. All right. Did I leave anything out of that? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, here we go. This is good. This, we're jumped to February, y'all. Jump to February, 24th, 25th. Come on. This is our marriage conference. This is huge. This is huge. Our marriage conference is going to be uh, in February, 24th, 25th. Uh, it's a two-day conference. We come and we meet on a Friday evening, and then we come in and meet on a Saturday morning and go to Saturday afternoon. Uh, this, this is a really, really good, you need to understand my heart for marriage. My heart, my heart for that in this, the heart of this church is that we, we believe every marriage can be saved. Every marriage can be put back together. Every marriage can be great. Okay. And you do that. Even if you have a great marriage, you're like, yeah, but we have a good marriage. Then show up because I guarantee you that you, you, you can add some stuff to that. I guarantee you, you can throw a, a log on the fire. Okay, this is really good stuff. So we go through EXO conference. So we actually live stream in a whole bunch of good stuff. Amazing speakers, Jimmy and Karen Evans put this on. Um, so we're part of this every year. This place turns into a banquet hall. So it is sign up and register. The information will be out there on our website and on our app. You'll be able to sign up. It is gonna be $75 a couple. Did I say something, Jim? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So it is $75 a couple, uh, $40 for an individual. And you're like, well, why would an individual come? If you are dating or if you're like single and going, I'm looking for somebody, this is a great way to come to a marriage conference and go, this is what I should be looking for. You don't want to get married and then go, man, we just need a whole bunch of help now. Yeah, come to this thing, get, some, get some, some information, great stuff. It is $75, but what's with that is you get fed a catered meal on Friday night. We have tons of uh, snacks and, and door prizes and fun. And then you get breakfast in the morning and you get lunch in the afternoon. I mean, there's three meals per, I mean, it's $75. So if you need help with that, if you say, I want to show up, we can't do that. Hey, just let us know. We'll make sure that we, we, have, we have ways to make sure everybody has a chance to come. So you'll get sponsored. It's okay. If you want to come, you're going to be here. 
Yeah, if you don't want to attend, you can serve. Our students usually do a wonderful job serving too. But if you say, hey, I, I don't want to be part of that, but I do want to serve, then please sign up because we need all the help we can get. It's a, it's a big day, big couple of days. All right, that's all I got. That's all I need, a little bit more, a little bit more octane. All right. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Uh, Father, we just once again surrender all this to you. Touch my heart right now. Father, I know what you want me to speak about, but make sure it's only you, Father God, and not me. Father, I love you, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this is a pretty cool. It's a, it's a new year, obviously, but uh, I got to share with, so that's cool, and what we did this morning is really cool. Uh, but I got to share with a group of guys yesterday morning over at Courts of Praise. They did a men's gathering. Um, so I got to talk with them, which was awesome. So uh, I'm thankful to have an opportunity to speak with everybody. We have people from our church, people from their church. Wonderful time to pour into them. And, and when I was talking with them, uh, we, we kind of shared a little bit about what New Year's is. Uh, and for me, it was, it's, it's more of a, just a timestamp. That's all it is. It's just a timestamp. You know, we used to get into the, all the, the New Year's resolutions and what are we going to do? And I'm like, it's just a timestamp. It's a measuring stick. So, so it gives me a point in time when I can go, all right, up to this point, since the last time I had this point, how am I doing? It's a measuring stick. It's just a timestamp. So, so we're talking about that. And with New Year's, what that means for us, it's like a checkpoint, I guess is the best way to put it. I'm trying to put it in terms everybody can get it. Uh, pit stop. Uh, any, anybody ride bikes? Anybody race bikes in here? Ride bikes? No. Anybody watch NASCAR? Three, four people. I'm in the South. Five, six. All right. Anybody just read the Bible? I guess I'm just going to have to read the Bible today. I can't even share any of the... Okay. Here, here's, let, me, let me share this. Because if you don't know NASCAR, that's the best, best analogy I have. These guys get out in these cars and they run about 500 miles in circles. Right. Don't, don't focus on the circles. They're running 500 miles and they're going as hard as they can go. And they have to have a pit stop every once in a while. And they do that for a reason. It's a checkpoint. They get to look at the tires, change the tires. They get to peel the little sticky thing off the windows so they can see, so their vision's good. So, so they, they're making sure they're, they're doing things right. They're not running into people. They're gassing up, so they're getting fueled up. It's all part of what we call a pit stop. And a pit stop is not run by the person. The driver doesn't come in, jump out of the car, check his tires and all that stuff. He has a group of people that come beside him when he pulls in and they're looking at things and they're helping them get better. They're helping them finish the race. And I believe if you're reading the Bible, Paul talks about finishing the race. And a lot of times we think we can finish the race on our own, but we can't. One, you got to be constantly looking. You got to constantly take pit stops and, and, and focus on what's going on. What's going on inside of you? What's going on in your life? What's going on? And do a pit stop. But then you got to be surrounded with people that are willing to come out and take a look at everything and go, hey, can we help you? Can we pour into you? So it's a pit stop. And, and I was thinking about that. Uh, this morning honestly hit me because I wanted to talk about this and uh, I wanted to talk about what New Year's really means to me and that's what it is it's a pit stop it's a checkpoint it's time for me to 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 wake up and go okay Lord how am I doing how am I now as opposed to where I was last year at this time and I'm not talking financially and all it has nothing to do with that those are the worldly things. I'm talking about, am I closer to you? Do I look more like you? Am I acting more like you? Am I walking more like you? Am I talking more like you? Because if I'm not, I'm doing something wrong and I better check myself. 
because I obviously don't have people around me pouring into me. The problem is, even if you surround yourself with people, they can only see what you show them. And you ain't gonna show them the bad stuff. You're just gonna say, everything's good. We're great. Everything's going great. Most people don't even get into the spiritual stuff we do. They just say, finance good, job's good, great. <laughs> awesome. But how you doing? Like, how you doing spiritually? How, how, are, how are you moving? How are you flowing? So, you know, in 2 Timothy, like I said, Paul said this, 2 Timothy 4, uh, two through or seven through eight says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. He's saying, man, I finished. And he's talking to Timothy because he's obviously, you know, he's done. He's like, I'm about ready. And you're gonna be the one that's gonna take over. He goes, but I'm tired, I'm done, I'm ready but I finished the race. It doesn't say it was easy. It doesn't say that it was the greatest thing. He just says, I had to finish the race. And I believe what he's telling us this morning is you need to check yourself because he needs you to finish the race. And it's through faithfulness. It's, it's through being faithful, understanding who he is, trusting in him, drawing close to him and letting him tell you what you got to do in your life to move forward. So it's a true reflection. You need to look in the mirror. And when you do that, when you look in the mirror, what you're gonna start doing is seeing the small things. Because for some of you, you're like, yeah, but man, I'm pretty good. Like, like I do a lot of great things, but it's the small foxes. It's the small things that'll bring you down. It's the small things that will hinder you, not even bring you down, they'll stop you from moving forward. And he says, I need you to move forward. I need you to keep moving. We got a, we got a job to do. He, I created you. He goes, I created you and molded you and brought you in here for this time to go serve and, and, and share. And, and we're gonna change the world together. I want my kingdom to come and you're part of that. So you need to take a look in the mirror. In our annual timestamp, New Year's is a great time to do it. It's a great time to look and go, okay, what can I do? You know, a lot of times I feel like I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm going, all right, like what, what, what else can I do, Lord? I'm trying to do these things. I'm trying to do these things. What else can I do? And I think I'm like the, the toothpaste, right? You ever have a tube of toothpaste that you think is empty? But you just squeeze a little bit more and more toothpaste comes out. It's like phenomenal. Uh, you can be on the same toothpaste squeeze out moment for like months. And I believe that's how it is with, with us and him. We think we've like arrived and we're like, man, but I'm doing so good and everything's great. And he's just like, hang on one second. And he squeezed a little bit more and you're like, oh, Oh, there's just a little bit more right there, Lord. I guess I can do a little bit more. And he goes, no, that ain't even it. And you just squeeze a little bit more. You're like, oh man. And then sometimes as you just massage a little bit, you, all of a sudden, like a whole bunch comes out. And you're like, woohoo. It's crazy. But I believe that's what he does in our lives. That's what I believe he does in us and through us. He goes, I always have more. You just gotta be willing to say yes. You just gotta be willing to go, use me. Just do this, Lord. I'm available. And no matter how empty you feel, he says, I can get more. I can squeeze it out of you. Mm. So we're gonna be in this new series and I'm gonna just touch on it today because I just wanna touch on it today. Uh, it's gonna be a series called All In, All Him. All In, All Him. And what it means 
for me, as I was putting this together, not the graphic, my wife did that. When I was putting this thought together, like last night or the night before, and I walked in and said, babe, it's gotta be all in, all him. I was like, it's gotta be that way. And she created this thing where it's always the same. I like it. But either way, it's I'm all in, Lord. I don't know if you've ever been all in. You're, you're, oh, let's get real. Anybody play poker? <laughs> yeah, come on. You ever go all in in poker? Like, you're like, well, if I lose, I'm done. Like, this is it. Like, I'm all in. Putting everything on the table. And he says, we need to be all in. Why are you reserving? Why are you holding back? Where's your faith? If I ask you to do something, just do it. Go all in and watch what I can do. Watch what I can do. You know, I was, I was watching a, a TV show. I'm sorry. Now I'm starting to just ramble. But I was watching a TV show. Um, it was a Fox show from years ago, uh, Lethal Weapon. I don't know if anybody ever seen it. It's not the movie Lethal Weapon. Uh, that was like our first date kind of thing. I remembered. That was 30, 30, like 31 years ago. Plus point. You guys listen up front. You guys better be paying attention. First date. You're doing your first date right now with somebody that you're going to be celebrating 30, 40 years later. So remember the first date. And I watched him go into roulette and he, he, he puts like his, he sold his house and he had like a hundred and 150 some thousand dollars. And he just puts it and he goes, he just puts it on the thing like black 21. And his buddy's like, dude, like, what do you, you can't do that. He goes, no, I'm good, man. Black 21. And while he's sitting there, his buddy walks over and goes, I'm here for you, man. Like, I'm not going to let you do it. He pulls it up and the thing drops on black 21. And he looks at him. He goes, man, you just lost me a lot of money. And I was like, wow, that's all in. He took everything he had to his, to his name. And he says, I'm going to put it on there and I'm going to have faith. Now, granted, his buddy stopped him. But what's stopping you? Because God said, just put it. If I told you to do it, do it because I'm going to do something with it. I want to do something in you and through you. So whatever I told you, you need to be all in. Quit holding back. We, we have a tendency to just go, is this all in? Or are you, are you going to be all in? Like, that's different. It's uncomfortable. It makes you feel so uncomfortable because you're pushing the limits. And you're like, oh, Lord, if I go all in, what happens? He goes, what happens if what? I told you to do it. So, and then it's all him. That's the other side of this. It's all him, all in. You've got to go all in, but then it's all him, all him with him. This is no longer about the world. It's no longer about the worldly things. It's no longer about what you want. It's all about what he wants. And if we actually listen to what he wants in our lives, our lives get so much better. And it has so much perfect or purpose in, in what we do. There's so much purpose in that. But man, we like to play the game of, yeah, but, and, and I just want to do it my way, not your way, Lord. Why can't you just do it the way I want to do it? And he's like, you don't understand. Like, I've got bigger purposes for you if you'll just go all in and seek me with all of your heart. And you see this with uh, um, just in obedience. So, so I don't know what it is. And I shared this on New Year's Eve when we met. I don't know what God told you to do last that you hadn't done, but you need to get busy doing that. You need to walk in obedience. You need to do what he asked you to do. So all in is not worrying about what the world says. It's all about worrying about what he wants us to do. So Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24 says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Come on. Paul knew 
what his calling was. Paul knew all this. Paul knew because he already had, you know, this is, this is him just saying, Lord, you've already showed me. I know what my calling is. I know what my purpose is. And, and now I just need to go do it. And some of you don't even know what that is yet. And if you don't know what your purpose is, you need to seek God with all of your heart and ask him, ask him to show you. Ask him to reveal stuff to you. Because chances are, if there's a love, if there's a passion inside of you to do something, he probably put it there for a reason. Not for you to avoid it and walk around it, but for you to walk in it. And you're like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I make money over here doing this, but I'm really good at this. And I have a passion for this. And God's telling you, uh-huh. So what's the problem? See, that's where we have the issue. We have an issue dying to self. We have an issue dying to what the world wants because we go, but I need all this money and I got to do it. And he just says, no, you don't. Like, trust me, I, I, will, I, I will use what I've, what I've put inside of you to a greater purpose and there'll be more blessing and it'll be abundant. And you're going to love it. I don't know how many people go to work and, and hate your work. That, we weren't made that way. He put a passion inside of us because that's what, you know, tell your kids this and tell yourself this if you're still searching. Find something you absolutely love to do and go do it for the rest of your life because you're going to do it the rest of your life. Don't go tell your kids to go get a job where they can make the most money ever. If they're not happy, it's going to be the most miserable life they've ever had. They got to find something they're passionate about and they love and then to pursue that. Hmm. So I had to look for a good measuring stick and this is where I really wanted to get into it. I'm gonna get into Romans. I'm really gonna read through Romans 12. We're gonna be in Romans 12 until God tells me to get out of Romans 12. So that's where we're gonna stick, okay? So uh, if, that's, if you wanna start studying ahead to get a head, heads up on what I'm gonna be talking about, probably for, I don't know, <laughs> whenever he tells me to get out of Romans 12, then you can read ahead on that and start studying it. This is where, uh, if you really get into Romans, Romans 1 through 11 is all about doctrine and all kinds of stuff. And then Romans 12 starts telling us, how do we live that in our life? This is the application side. And this is where he took me to when I said, Lord, what, what should we be thinking about in the new year as a family? And he said, you better start applying all the stuff I've, I've asked you to apply. You better start walking in what uh, I want you to walk in. And these are great great methods, great tools, and a good measuring stick. So as we go through Romans 12, you should be checking yourself. You should be doing several pit stops going, how do I measure up to that? And it's not to, it's not to, you know, condemn you. It's not, it's not to convict you. It's not to put you down. What it is to do is to make you better. Because trust me, I'm, I'm reading through this and I'm like, Lord, I need help. Why am I even talking about this? I need to be sitting here listening to somebody talk to me about this. It's serious stuff. It's just all in there. And, and, and it's a great tool to, to review and say, where am I? So Romans 12, I'm going to read through Romans 12. You can follow along or read on the screen. And then I'm just going to break down a couple verses and then we're going to get out of here. Starts in Romans 12. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will find it that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I've given each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring 
yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, we are many parts of one body and we, are belong, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If, if, giving, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in your confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay evil back with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God for the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Yeah, if you've never read that and said, that's my measuring stick of how I'm doing in my walk, that'll wake you up. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in there. We could talk about this for a long time. A lot of stuff in there that when I read it, I'm like, oh. Even when I'm reading it now, I want to have a notepad out and go, well, I got to work on that. <laughs> got to work on that one too, Lord. Like, why are you messing with me? But man, it's so good. But if we could get this down, whew, there'd be a joyous event every single day you wake up. It's about walking in faith. His kingdom will come because it'd be radiating out of us everywhere we walk. People would be like, there's something different about you. And next thing you know, it would bleed over to them because we're doing all these things. It's because we're doing this. We're just walking in it. Mm. So I'm gonna dive deeper in this over the weeks. I wanna talk real quick about one, uh, one and two. I'm just gonna read through them real quick and give you just a little bit and then we'll, we'll get out of here. go back to verse one it says and so dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to give your bodies to god because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him so how do you worship him you give him everything you give him everything mm. i'm gonna go i'm gonna read two also so i don't have to go back to it don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. So let's talk about that. I want to talk about that real quick. Leave that one up there. Because I see God will transform you into a new person. That's so important. But it reminds me of a transformer. Anybody have transformers when they were kids? 
It's awesome. Some of the kids are like, we got them right now. Got my Bible transformer. So yeah, transformers, I always had the little purple gun. I don't know when I was growing up. But the cool part about a transformer is that it's a robot and then it's something else. It transforms into something else. Or it's something else and transforms into a robot, whatever you want it for. Right? But, but I think they got it wrong because in the movie, that's what it does. But as a toy, it doesn't do it by itself. Right? You have to actually transform it. Right? Yeah, nowadays it might have something cool. Like, you have a new toy? No? You w- They're right there, man. Ask them. They want an Iron Man mask. Just letting you know. He's confessing that he doesn't get what he wants. <laughs> but what I love about them is these things transform and some things stay the same, but other things shift and move and turn and they form something else, right? That's a transformer, right? So, so it should be probably renamed to transformable because a, a, a toy can't transform unless you do something with it. You actually have to move it around. You have to shift it. You have to change the positions. You have to do that. It doesn't do it on its own. So if you want to be transformed, then you need to be transformable because God's the only one who can come in and move you around. You think you can transform yourself, but you can't. You've tried. It didn't work. It's been proven. You can't do it yourself. He goes, let me transform you. I want to shift you. I want to move. I don't want to change everything, but man, I can take you and I can mold you and move you and turn you into something so powerful, so beautiful, so wonderful to be used for my kingdom. If you'll just let me, but we don't let him. We refuse to turn over those things that, that, that we hold so tight. And he said, if you just give me that, then I can move that like this. And all of a sudden, what you thought was bad is really good. What you thought looked intimidating is no longer intimidating. It says, I can work with you. So we have to be transformable. Hmm. To do that though, you got to cooperate with the transformer. You have to co- cooperate with the transformer. <laughs> Does everybody get that? <laughs> like, like, and our problem with that is that, that we just sometimes, we, we got a lot of issues with letting him do what he wants to do, Right? Just have a lot of issues with that. So we don't trust him with everything. So what you need to do is take a pit stop and evaluate. Okay, you need to, you need to dare to be different first. That's important. You, you need to say, I can be different. And not just, I can be different. Like you can be completely different and that's okay. Like, you know, you can be different than anybody around you. Right, Carmen? <laughs> you can celebrate being different sometimes. <laughs> because you're cheering on girl you're like yes I'm different there's nothing wrong with that I want to be different I I, want to be so different that people just go you're weird and you're like yes I am thank you Lord it's okay to be different but you got to dare to do that you've got you got to be willing to step out and say change me change me Mm. So you got to evaluate. So what this means is, is what's not good, right, inside of you. Evaluate yourself. So that means that, that obviously when it says you can't conform to the world, that means obviously there's something in the world that's probably not good. He says don't transform or conform to the, the patterns of this world. So obviously there's something about the way the world does things that's not good in his eyes. He's telling you that. So if all you do is live in the world, then he's saying that's not good. 
Like, trust me here, but you still got to make a decision, right? And it means that you actually have a choice. Like, you're not stuck where you're at. So if you're dealing with stuff right now, if you're going through stuff, one, that's okay. It's not okay to stay there, but if you're just dealing with stuff, like, that happens in life. But now we got to do what? Now we got to take that. We got to surrender that to God. We can get through this. It's not an end all. It means you're dealing with some stuff and and you have a choice to actually say, I want to change that. I want to be transformed. And then you got to look and and take a look and see if you're actually conforming to what he wants you to be. So all these little things you got to do. I'm going to jump, move on. Then the next thing you got to do after we do this, after we evaluate ourselves, we got to submit. We got to submit to him. We belong to him anyway. (laughs) He says, the best way to submit to me is give me your whole life. And that's true worship. What that means is, Lord, just do whatever you want to do inside of me. Whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, however you want me to be, I want to be that person. Now, some people have an issue with that because they're not hearing from him. So therefore, you got to draw close to him. All right, now you got to seek him with all your heart. Spend time listening and, and listening to his voice. But he wants to tell you and he wants to guide you and he wants to lead you. Hmm. So renewing your mind means you have to change the way you think. You got to renew your mind from the worldly things that's been embedded in there and start thinking about kingdom-minded things, right? All these things I just read off in Romans 12, those are things you should be looking at going, hmm, does that sound of the world or of the kingdom? And then look inside of you and go, whew, am I more worldly or kingdomly? But here's the thing, you don't have to change in one day. Can he do it? Absolutely. He, he, if you give him all, if you just totally surrender, he could flip you just like that. Flip you on a dime. But he also says, but I can do this. And sometimes it's a slow process. You just keep submitting to that. You just keep walking in that and watch what I can do. Do, do a pit stop every once in a while and start checking. And, and sometimes it just sneaks up on you. You'll be good to somebody and be like, whoa, <laughs> what was that? Like last time I saw that person, like, that was not the action I wanted to do with my hand. It was kind of more centered towards the throat. I didn't, I didn't reach out and shake their hand. I just kind of wanted to throat punch them. <laughs> but all of a sudden you walk up to me and you're just like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And you're, then you walk away and you're like, what was that? <laughs> and he's inside of you shifting you and molding you and changing you. Because you said, I can do that. I want to do that. I want to transform. It's a decision. Hmm. And when you do that, your expectations change. When you submit to him, you're going to see an expectation change. You're going to, your priorities will start changing in your life. When you start looking at what's really important, that's going to shift. And you start realizing that, man, it's more important for me to go to bed earlier and wake up and spend time with the Lord before I go to work. Where before I just wanted to stay up and watch Netflix or lethal weapon <laughs> I'm just telling you though but, but things shift in your mind and priorities become I just want to spend more time with you not because you have to this is not a religious thing this is because you want to because when you did it you experienced him when you did it he started speaking to you when you did it you felt his love when you did it things started happening in your marriage and in your life and in your kids and your job and you're like that's really good and then guess what then you can review it and go well man if things aren't looking that way and you already tasted it once what has changed in your life what did you stop doing because if it's not peaceful anymore and if it's none of that then you need to go back rewind and go okay hang on one second 
Let me go back to what, what I was supposed to do. Let me look at my priorities. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't been doing that. <laughs> and it doesn't mean he's mad at you. What he means is he's standing next to you going, hey, man, when are we going to do that thing again? Man, that was good. Like, I'm telling you, when we're, when we're worshiping, sometimes, you know, I shared this with Ryan before. We, got, we sang it once. I believe, you know, I, when we're worshiping, he's telling me he loves me. So I'm walking around going, I love you back, Lord. I love you back, Lord. I love you back, Lord. I'm not telling him I love him because he's beating me to it. So when you start experiencing that, you start experiencing how close he is to you and how much he loves you. You don't want to get away from that. You just want to be close to it. And when you start, your priorities change, your character changes. Your character changes. I mean, look what God did to Paul. Come on. This guy was prejudiced. This guy had a thing against Gentiles. He had, he had a thing against Christians. And God didn't even just change him. He said, I'm going to use you to be the apostle of them. That blows your mind. He's like, you're the worst person I could ever pick. Good, I pick you. I need to pick the worst person so I can go show everybody that it can happen. You know, it's, that, that's why testimonies are so awesome. So expect to hear more testimonies this year. So if you got a testimony you want to share, you need to come share it. Why? Because when people hear what you've been through, sometimes they're, they're, they're mountain. All of a sudden, they just get a different perspective. They're like, man, that's like an anthill. And it gives them hope. It gives them a capability of walking through it. Because they go, man, you made it through all that. Then why can't God help me through this? You got to remember, man. We, like I said, we got to push the threshold. Too many times we quit when we get right there. Because it means we got to submit. It means we got to go all in. It means we got to trust Him with everything we are. Mm. So that's it. If you want radical change, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take you submitting to Him with everything. And it's not as hard as it sounds. But I can see y'all staring at me, and I can kind of read some of your minds. I can feel it. Because there's things inside you going. Yeah, but you don't understand. You, you don't know about this. And you don't know about this. I can't, like, there's no way I can do it with that. And he's like, <laughs> you can't do it, but I can. He goes, there's a way. So if you just say yes, and you say, I'm all in, Lord, watch what he can do with whatever issue you bring him. But it does take obedience. It means you got to walk in that. You got to reprioritize. You got you to submit to what he wants to do. Whew. So take a look in the mirror. Take a pit stop. You can't keep running around the circle. Some of you are on that, 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 that wheel. Some of you are on that track. And you've just been going in circles for years and years and years. And you're like, things aren't changing. But once again, it goes right back to you. Look in the mirror, you're going to see one person looking back at you. And you got to decide, like, do I like what I see? And if not, just change it. If not, submit it to him. If not, go, what can I do to change the way I think about everything that's going on? And it's, I know I'm not trying to make it sound like easy, but it's easy. <laughs> the hardest part is for you to change your mind and believe. It's the faith. You got to have faith to believe that he's going to step in when you step out. When you actually submit and say, I'm going to, uh, guess what? I, now I have to do what? Now I've got to lay down my life. I got to step away from my desires and what I want. And I got to give it to him. 
That's the hardest part. After that, when you take your hands off the wheel, man, there's some things you just don't worry about anymore. Things are pretty good. If you do that, we can finish the race. We can be right there at the end going, man, I did everything. I've done everything. My my toothpaste tube is empty. (laughs) Like you got every bit out of me. I've given you everything. Amen? I wanted to rush through that, and I might have to go back and hit some other things. But, um, but I do love y'all, and I understand butt numbness. <laughs> some of y'all sitting in the chair, and you're like, my butt hurts. And hopefully it hurts because you're sitting in the chair, not because I said something you didn't like. And if that's the problem, come talk to me. It's okay. I know, we're getting there. I still got a lot of coffee left too. So if your butt's hurt, come talk to me. While we're laughing, hey, they're, they're, if you had a birthday today, can we just celebrate birthdays today? Can you stand up if your birthday was today? Come on, Kelly, stand up. Thank you, Pam. We're, we're celebrating anyway. I wanted to celebrate. I just really want to prophesy the Cowboys are going to win today in Jesus' name. <laughs> I went there. She's a Cowboys fan. I can't help it. But anyway, look, don't lose focus. I lost you there for a moment. I lost you there for a moment. But here's the thing. You know, this all starts with one thing, and that's a relationship with him. So if you feel like you've been struggling with that, if you feel like this last year that's gotten away from you because you've been too busy and you've been doing too many, look, he's just sitting right there saying, just come on back and call out my name. Spend some time in worship. I was trying to tell people that when I gave my heart to Christ 14 years ago, when I gave my heart to Christ, the only thing I knew, I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know about the Bible. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew how to do was worship. And that's all I needed. And I would just put in worship music every day. And it wasn't even worship music, y'all. It was Randy Travis. But he mentioned church somewhere in there. So that's all I cared about. I was like, if you keep talking about church, then I'm good. And then I found the WOW CD. So if you ever know the WOW, the WOW one. <laughs> I was like, WOW one. Come on. I had no clue. I didn't know what to do. But I also didn't have a group of people in a family coming around me saying, this is what you need to do. I was just on my own saying... All I know is that when I'm worshiping, when I'm crying out to him, I feel so much better. And you feel so much closer. So look, if so my easiest steps for you, if you've gotten away this last year and you've been like, you know what, it's just been a little rough this year and I don't feel like I'm close, start worshiping again. Put on worship music. When, when the time you usually spend on social media or you watch TV or you're driving to work talking to people, take a moment and just put on worship music and focus on him for a little bit. That'll change everything. That'll make things shift in a heartbeat. And all of a sudden, it's not so hard to read your Bible. It's not so hard to get in the Word. It's not so hard to hear what He wants to say. All right? So, but, and if you're, so if that's you, that's what you need to do. You need to get back in that. But if you do not know who He is, if you truly are here going, I've heard this before, but I'm still not connected, you just need to surrender. You know what? It says you're saved by His grace by faith. You got to believe. And if you believe that He died, on the cross for you? Then guess what? 
you got an open door to a huge hug. And I can't pray that for you. So if you notice, and I'll clarify this for people, I don't sit up here and make you repeat a prayer after me. Because to me, you can do that without even thinking about it. That's something inside of you. You can sit right there and just have that conversation inside of you. And you, you can just cry out to him in your house. You can cry out here. My biggest thing isn't even that. I'm not even going to call anybody out. What I want you to know is that we love you. And once you do that, you can't do it on your own. You need, a, you need a pit crew. You need people to come beside you and show you how to walk this thing out. We can't do that if you don't tell us. So this is not about holding up and celebrating as a church that, wow, we had somebody give their heart to Christ. That's not what it's about. It's about us coming beside you going, let us help you walk this out because, man, it's a good, good life. I don't want you to give up. And I want to walk this with you. That's what that's about. Because we've tasted and seen. I know what it's like to be on the other side. Man, and I know what it's like to be on this side. So if that's you in your heart, we do have prayer team members. And you don't have to walk out of here thinking, how am I going to do that? We will have prayer team members. They'll be at the, the crosses over here, the prayer cross and the miracle cross. And they'll be up there for you. Just go talk to them. If that's stirring in your heart, just go talk to them. Just spend some time with them and let them love on you and pour on you. Pour into you. They might pour on you. We got some anointing oil. But here's the thing. Just surrender to that and don't let pride get in the way because sometimes that's that biggest bump in the mirror is pride. Let that drop. And before you leave, if you do have, I want you to know we do have our prayer cross over here and our miracle cross over here. And I didn't bring this up in the beginning, but if you had prayers up on the prayer cross that weren't answered yet at the beginning of the year, we took down those, every prayer up there and we prayed over them as a church. We prayed over them in prayer night. But if you're like, I want that back up there, just go fill out another card and put it back up there. Well, it just got so full, it's hard to read all those. But guess what? If God showed up and answered your prayer, then move it over to the miracle cross. We're never clearing that off. That's gonna stay there forever. It'll turn into a miracle wall. All that is is when God answered your prayer, that's your miracle. I don't care how big or small that is. I got stuff right now, God's speaking to me today that I want to go put it on a miracle cross because of what he's doing. Don't take this stuff lightly. You put a prayer up there, we pray about it every single Monday. We pray about it every day I'm in here praying, every day I'm in here worshiping. We're always, I, we have people that come in on Sunday mornings and look at that. We have teens that come in on Wednesday and look at that and we're praying over that. So if you have an honest prayer, you don't want to come up and share, but you want people praying over that daily, put it up on the cross, nail it to the cross and leave it there. Don't walk away with that. Put it on a cross and leave it there. Put your baggage there. Don't take it home with you. When you give it to him, he'll take it. Problem is you just won't take it back. Give it to him, surrender it. Let him have it. Hmm. Oh yeah, and if you, <laughs> I always forget about giving. I'm gonna get in trouble one day. If you want to give this morning, you know, you can give and uh, our ushers have uh, baskets at the door. If you want to give online, um, all the ways are up there. Um, God honors, I mean, I'm telling you, they're, 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 there's obedience in giving. And, and, I, and I don't take giving lightly. I just don't focus on it because we have people that give and I don't need to twist your arm to give. Like we, what we get to do here is because you give. So it's very treasured and we thank you for giving to the kingdom. And I guarantee you, God is doing amazing things in the kingdom. Here in a couple of weeks, I'll share everything he's done through what you've done. So that's powerful. 
So if you want to give this morning, give. He's going to bless that. And Father, right now, I just, I lift that up to you. I lift up our offering to you, Father. We thank you that what you're doing in and through us is absolutely amazing. We thank you for everything you do. And Father, I thank you for those that give. I thank you for those that ensure that we can turn the lights on, but we can go out and reach the world for you, Father. I thank you for that. So Father, I ask you to bless that offering this morning. Bless the, bless the gift this morning. Bless the giver. And Father, touch those hearts. Search this room right now. Every heart in here, Father, that, that, that is just twisted up right now. Can you just prick them a little bit and give them that courage to go talk to somebody that can pray for them? Give them the courage to just get prayer this morning. Don't let them leave out of here without getting the prayer they need. So, Father, just move. Move like you've been moving all morning. But this time, I just want you to start wrecking people to, to seek you. And Father, we ask that, that not only will you guide us this week, but God, you'll, you'll put people in front of us that need hope and they need to know who you are. So Father, let your light shine through us in everything we do. We love you, Father, and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Guys, we thank you for coming out. We love you. We look forward to seeing y'all next week. Bring somebody. If you want to invite people, bring them. It's going to be a powerful week. So that means it's going to be just, it's going to be off the chain in here. It's going to be amazing. So I look forward to seeing everybody. Love y'all. Be blessed. Just a reminder, if you're a part of the worship team and production or are interested in that, we're having a very important meeting in the Annex right now uh, with food, really good food. So if, please join us over there.